OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid Podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start as low as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by my pal, Duminal Crossing. Doom, you had a long day yesterday. How you doing? Doing very good. I worked from 8.30 in the morning yesterday to 10 o'clock p.m., a very, very long shift. But uh, boy, am I going to enjoy that overtime pay when, the, so, when that check hits. I think everybody listening wants me to ask you this question, Doom. What the heck kind of thing are you doing from 8 30 to 10 30 at night well uh so my current job is i announced pretty much all of my college sporting events and you know last uh, the last couple of days we had a big volleyball tournament going on and so it was just game after game after game of me you know announcing and commentating those games and so yeah that's basically what i currently do for a living and i honestly i love the job despite how exhausting yesterday was so mm-hmm. really Filling job. I really enjoy what I do. And uh, speaking of checks, um, looks like I am not going to be paying any student loans because uh, Dark yeah. Brandon pulled up a few days ago. And uh, yeah, did not expect that legislation to um, uh, to go as hard as it did. I was expecting maybe a few, you know, a few more months more pause on the on the loan payments, which we we got that too. But then also. Anybody who, who applies, um, who has student loans, will get up to $10,000 canceled. And, and this is the key thing right here, uh, if you're a Pell Grant recipient, that doubles to $20,000, which I am a Pell Grant recipient. And uh, my loans are less than $20,000, which means I don't have any debt to pay once I actually sign up for this program. And so we're still waiting to hear more about when that will go up. But yeah, I got to say, man, this has been a week of dubs and yeah. uh, your boy's loving it. Yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic news. And I say that as someone with with no like loans or debts to pay off. But like, I I was I was extremely happy to see that. You know, they should have canceled it all, all of it, every last. I I, ag- I agree. I hundred percent agree. And uh, and you know, obviously, like Biden was never going to do anything like that. Yeah, but, but, but you know what? Considering where my expectations were, exactly, this very much exceeded yeah. it. 
And so yeah, I'm, I'm so, very happy with this. Yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. I had a I had a bunch of long conversations with a couple friends of mine about this, but uh, let's let's not uh, let's not get too far down this path. The last time that we got quote unquote political, a bunch of twerps were were all up in our reviews and whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing but a W. Doesn't hurt anybody. Helps people. Awesome. Love to see it. It's been uh, you know, it's been a pretty pretty good week. Um, and I guess that while we're this is a different kind of W, uh, but it's it's still a W. It's an Omega Metroid W, anyways. Uh, if you are gonna play AM2R anytime in the next little bit, uh, head on over to the website because the uh, you know I I found myself with a little bit of free time last week, and I was like, you know, I've made maps for almost every Metroid game, but I haven't done one for AM2R, and uh, so yeah, I, I put one together and put it up, and it's there. If any of you guys want to play, it's a Show you a full 100% uh, every expansion, every Metroid, every hidden area. So go and check it out. Uh, we had the guys over at the official AM2R account, um, you know, retweet the map, which is very cool. So, uh, yeah, if you are itching to go back to SR388, make sure to uh, to take us with you. You know, people were shocked. People were shocked that... So, I, so I make all the, I've made all the maps that you see on Omega Metroid, um, and I've made them all with ms paint like old school 1998 ms paint you absolute mad lad andy when you when you were talking <laughs> about that in chat like i actually like gasped out loud like how could you do that to yourself well so it's actually it's it's actually quite easy traditionally speaking like because because all the metroid maps were on a 2d grid so i just made a grid and, uh, you know, you can fill in the squares and connect them and outline them and whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I've, I'm, I've always liked schmucking around in MS Paint, so I, could, I thought that was kind of fun. But the, the challenge came in with Metroid Dread, which has, like, not the grid maps. It has, like, the, the little boxes that have, like, the different shaped rooms inside of them. That, uh, that was tough and will never, ever, ever be using MS Paint to make a map like that ever again. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, uh... A bunch of people were shocked about uh, when they heard that. So, I don't know. I guess I, I just like kicking it old school, man. What can I say? I just think they want to make your workload easier. I mean, you work hard enough as it is, you know? And just hearing that was just like, my poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I feel like I'm a little bit sick and twisted. Like, I, I actually had, like, a fun time making the AM2R map in MS Paint. I don't know. Maybe that says that there's something deeply wrong with my psyche or something. But, uh uh, I don't know. Maybe it uh, just means you love AM2R, which I mean that's certainly I do, yeah. not a rough, not a wrong opinion to hold in these parts. Yeah, I absolutely do love AM2R. I actually just finished yesterday playing a uh, the latest ROM hack review for Omega Metroid's Patreon page, which by the way you can sign up for uh, patreon.com forward slash Omega Metroid. Um, ROM hack reviews is a series where I play ROM hacks of, of the different Metroid games and review them. So uh, go figure. Um, but I, I've just finished my first zero mission ROM hack. And, uh, by the time that you guys are listening to this episode, that ROM hack review will have released yesterday. So, uh, I had a really good time with that. And because I'm going on my trip pretty soon to, to Europe, I'm getting a head start on next month. So actually, as soon as we're done this, I'm going to bust into some more Metroid tonight. And it's another Game Boy Advance ROM hack review. So very much looking forward to that. Very much so, and uh, consider. Well, I, I I don't want you to spoil it here, but I'm very uh, very uh, interested in seeing your reactions to that for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, okay, we're gonna have a lot of fun today because we are doing a definitive ranking 
That's right, a definitive ranking of the final areas in each mainline Metroid game. And um, we're going to rank them, well, we don't really have any set criteria, but I guess I'll explain to you my criteria and, and you can, you know, base that. You could you could take that if you want to, you could throw it out or whatever. But the way that, um, the way that I'm going to rank my final areas is like, A, are they challenging? Like, are they challenging final areas? Is there something rewarding there? Or is there a critical story element that happens in them that makes them really stand out? Is there uh, a uniqueness to them that, you know, this area offers something that no other area in the game offers? Is the atmosphere just like off the charts, like an incredible, uh, dangerous, creepy kind of vibe? And I guess uh, intangibles too, something that we can't really define, but maybe something that makes a certain area pop that is unique to that certain area. So that's how I'm going to be ranking my decisions here. Does that kind of sound more or less like along the same lines you were thinking doom yeah i think the way i rank final areas it all depends on the context like i don't think the final area necessarily needs to be a challenge with the exception of the final boss obviously mm -hmm. but like the area as a whole it's for me it's mostly about like the atmosphere and the tension and the build-up right and you know how you know how it correlates in the game how tonally representative it feels mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um so one thing that i am kind of doing kind of not so so we actually just did this exact same gimmick on the zelda cast where we did like we ranked all the final like castles in the zelda series and all of the like non-castles in the zelda series um and so one thing that i did there that i think i'm going to try and do here as well is i'm going to kind of separate as much as i can the final boss fight from like the actual area because i feel like the final boss fight can stand on its own in a lot of areas um, and obviously it's important to a final area because a lot of these final areas are smaller and they're, they're not that big. Um, and they're really just an, an excuse or exercise to get you to that final boss. But I'm going to try and separate them as much as I can, if that makes sense. I don't know if you're going to do the same thing or not. I 100% agree with that. Okay. Um, solely, solely because I think you can do like an entirely separate definitive ranking of the final bosses, like in its own tiers. Right. And I, and I, so. I actually think we have, I'm, I'm sure if we were to look on OmegaMetro.com, that episode probably exists somewhere. But uh, So yeah, we're, we're going to try and separate them a little bit here. And we're doing a definitive ranking style. So for everybody that does not know what that means, this is how um, it's going to work. I'm going to uh, list off, I think at random, I'm going to list off at random a final area. Doob and I are going to talk about it and we're going to rank it. The first one's going to be ranked number one because it's the only one there. And then when I list off a second area, we're going to either rank it above or below the first one that we talked about. The third area is going to be either one, two, or three, etc., 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 all the way down the list. And uh, we're, we're going to eventually reach a final ranking here. And I typically, when I make these lists, uh, or when we, when we do shows like this, I don't actually make my own list until, like, well, a lot of times I don't actually in general. So I, I true to my word, I did not do that. I don't really know what I'm going to have ranked as number one. I don't really know actually even what I'm going to have ranked as last. So we're going to kind of make this I, up as we go. I have a feeling I know what my number one pick is going to be, but I don't know what the, the, the concept of a full list is going to look like at all. Yeah. I, you know, I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these places and I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what's going to be number one or, or not, but um, I guess we should uh, we should just get going, and we'll see. Are you ready? Let's-a go. Let's-a go. Well, I feel like it's appropriate to start with the area that truly began it all, and uh, that, of course, is Torian. 
from Nestroid. And I am going to, I think I'm going to be ranking this one pretty high in the list. Um, because I do think that this area does have a lot to offer. First of all, it's it's definitely a dangerous, uh, creepy area. It's the area where you first finally see the Metroids. They've been teased throughout the entire game. You've heard a lot about them. Um, and there they finally show up and they are scary and they're sucking the life out of you and there's a bunch of different Metroids and you kind of have to, even more than in Super Metroid, I feel like in Nestroid, you really have to proceed with caution. Like you can't be too like guns a-blazing here or else you're going to get zapped by a Metroid. And um, you, so you kind of have to like slowly stock up, look around, shoot, freeze, and slowly like creep forward. It's kind of like a, a war of attrition where like every inch that you get feels earned. So I really like that. Um, the area, I mean... Visually, you know, it is what it is. It kind of fits with the rest of, of Nestroid. But I do kind of think it has that, like, cold, derelict steel feeling to it because of the, the colors that they use. Um, music is, again, kind of, you know, is what it is. It's uh, it's pretty good. And um, I do think that, well, I tr I'm trying to separate the final boss battle. I, I think that the Mother Brain fight aside, going up to Mother Brain is, like, very cool with all, like, the turrets and the Rinkas and the, the Zebatites at you. It's, like... It's like this incredible obstacle course that you have to go through. It's 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 challenging. It's dangerous. The mood is there. The atmosphere is there. So I think that this one is going to actually end up ranking pretty decently highly for me. Yeah, I think I agree with most of that for sure. I know we have very different opinions on NES Troy, but just the area as a concept, I, I've always loved, especially because of the juxtaposition of, you know, the rest of this game, you're crawling through these natural cave formations or maybe ancient architecture. And then for the final area, it's this high-tech, state-of-the-art, you know, as you mentioned, you know, cold, derelict, you know, steel death trap filled with, you know, the game's namesake that would become a very important lore element later mm -hmm. on. And uh, the challenge is definitely present there. Um, the music, I actually really enjoy um, enjoy the music, and I think um, I think it's one of the one of the great examples of. You know that original Metroid musical template sent by uh, Tanaka-san. I'm not going to go into that whole spiel. Again. <laughs> Gone into that in enough episodes in a row as it is, but so yeah, yeah. I, I think that the music is like less is more. You know, like it's creepy, it's awkward, it's it's but it's it fits the area. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it does a really good job here, and, and yeah, it's going to rank. I think I think decently high. I, I can't say if I think it's going to be like the the tippy top. But uh, I think it's going to be in the upper echelon for my personal list. But of course, when we or when we're doing this type of list, there's a bit of negotiation involved. So you know you have to you have to give a little to get a little. So uh, yeah, we'll, we don't have a tiebreaker vote today. So no, we don't. Um, so we'll see. Um, do you want to pick the next area, just a, a random area for many uh, of the games, yeah, or do you sure. want me to? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I just played uh, Metroid Prime Hunters fairly recently, so I think it's fair for our next area. Let's jump a little bit to 2006 and talk about the Oubliette. <laughs> the Oubliette. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have much to say about this. I, I, Man, the last time I beat Hunters was probably about four... I don't know how long has this podcast been going on, because I played Hunters when we started this podcast. Um and I think, you know, unfortunately, I don't remember much of it. And I think that that probably says a lot. But, you know, again, I can't say that I'm like the biggest fan of Metroid Prime Hunters necessarily in the first place. So I think that that probably influences my opinion on it. Um, 
so I, 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 yeah, I don't have a lot. I, I remember the final boss fight fairly distinctively, but the actual area, I'll probably defer to you, Doom, so, uh, so take it away. Yeah, again, I think this is a really cool area in concept, but just because of kind of how the single player is played out, it's unfortunately, it's a very small area. I wish mm -hmm. it was a bit longer uh, that you could get um, get to do more exploring. There's a really cool piece of foreshadowing where there's this really cool morph ball tunnel that you go to in one of the second to last rooms before the Goria fight um, that will lead you to an energy tank. And if you look through one of the windows, you can actually see the arena where you'll fight the second Goria phase if you do the um, if you do the the code sequence with your weapons, mm. which I think is really cool. And I um and I just love the art direction in this area in general, which is another reason why I'd love to see um more more of the areas extrapolated. Um, Otherwise, though, yeah, there isn't really much to say. There's um, some scannable lore that you can that you can check out, but it's mostly just stuff that was regurgitated earlier on in the game. Um, it reuses the same music from the um, kind of the boss chamber rooms before you fight the other bosses. So there, mm -hmm. so there isn't really an, an original piece of music to associate with it. But I still really like it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna rank this a little bit lower than uh, the uh, Torian from earlier. I, I think so. I. Uh, maybe I should have done a quick refresher here, but I, I like I also feel like I'm looking at this list of final areas, and I can look at every almost every single place here, and I'll, I distinctly remember like that area. And I think that if you look at an area like like the Obliet here, and you cannot remember it, I think that that really says a lot. So it's gonna rank fairly low for me. It's not gonna be last. I'll tell you that. I think. I think in kind of looking at this list, I've decided what is going to be last, and it's not going to be that. So, um, you know, at least it's got that going for it. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't say that I'm going to be, you know, fighting for it to be above too many other final areas, if we're if we're being honest. Um, which is too bad, but I, like, I also think that just, like, I, and I don't think I'm alone in this. Like, I think that a lot of people, like, when they think of single player and, and Prime Hunters just kind of... You know, it has a bit of a stink on it, and it, that kind of rubs off on some of the different areas. At least it does for me. So that that might be why um, I'm not gonna necessarily champion for it. But uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm due for a replay just to see I, if, I it, definitely if, think, if it can surprise me. I mean, I, again, I definitely agree. It's one of the weaker Metroid campaigns for sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight on that. But like again, after playing it recently, I was surprised how much fun I was having with it despite some of those setbacks, which I will absolutely acknowledge the several setbacks that campaign has. Um, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's go from that one and let's do kind of a, let's do a heavy hitter. How about that? Okay. Um, so originally I was just going to include Itarash as the final area of Metroid Dread, but I, I feel like perhaps we should include Hanubia as well, because that's like the surface area. And I feel like they kind of are, two parts of the same hole so we we can include both of them together maybe or i don't know i mean you can i, you can I think that's of, fair and they're I, both really small areas too so yeah like they're definitely not very big and the escape sequence does take place in hanubia so i think that it should you know have some some inclusion there um i mean iterash is really just a big ship and you go and uh there's a, i think there's about three rooms and you have to lay a power bomb and you can go and fight ravenbeak right away so there's not really much to it. There's a little bit more to Hanubia, and it is pretty cool when you finally, finally do get to the like to the surface. And the you, the whole game, you've been trapped in the depths of ZDR, and you've been slowly working your way up, working your way up to the surface. 
and you finally get there and you know i think that there are some pros and cons of this area the pros are you know the the atmosphere i feel like is very cool it's uh, you can see in the background like the the sky and you're like oh there's my ship you do have a pretty cool boss battle with the with the golden chozo warrior um but the downfalls i do feel like are pretty substantial as well in that the music doesn't really pop um you have the Emmy fight, which isn't really an Emmy fight at all. It triggers a cool cutscene, and there's definitely some story implications there. But it's not... Um, I, I've always kind of said, like, I wish that you could have fought the Emmy. I think if you could have, this would rank, like, really high for me. But you just fight another Chozo Spear Warrior, and it's kind of like, all right, you know, we've been there, we've done that. So that's a little bit disappointing. Um, there's not really a whole lot in terms of, like, expansions in Hanubia. I think that there's about three or four... Although one of them is kind of a cool Shine Spark puzzle where you like go through and then you got to go Shine Spark down and like that's kind of neat, but not really enough here to make it like a an upper upper echelon final area. Um, I think it's I think when it's all said and done, I'm probably gonna rank this like somewhere somewhere in the middle. I think um, yeah, I, I think that's where it's gonna be for me at, at current in our current list. I would rank it. Number one, Torian. Number two, Hanubia and Idrash. And number three, uh, Obliette. Yeah, that's going to be my rankings as well, for sure. And for many of the same reasons you listed here, we're, I feel I feel like for the most part, we're like pretty like in tandem on our opinions so we're, far. We're in although. sync today. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's going to change later. I have I have a feeling there's always something that we're going to get yeah. caught up on later. But for now, like, you know. We uh we we see new rocking it together, which you know, hey, I like it. I like I like the truce for now. <laughs> you know what? I I have kind of an idea here. What do we have? If we have a little bit of time left over, should we should we throw in the uh, genetics laboratory from AM2R just as a little bonus as well? Think do you think I, we could cheat and do that? I don't see why not. I mean, it's your podcast, it's your rules, and you know, I'm certainly not opposed to some AM2R talk. Okay, well we'll we'll see where we're at, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it on the on the list, and and we'll see if we can uh, if we can get there or not. But uh, um, okay, so yeah, so we've got number one. We've got Torian from NES Troid. We've got uh, Hanubia at number two, and we've got Obliette from Metroid Prime Hunters at number three. I was uh, I was fascinated to see how many times I can mispronounce that word. I think I've done pretty good so far. So far, I I, I believe I believe so it's Obliette. I believe it's Obliette, oh. not Obliette. But I mean, I don't quote me. I don't know that for sure. I probably should have looked that up for the podcast, but yeah. There you go. All right, Doom, what area do you want to do next? Let's do, hmm. You know what? We were just talking about the genetics lab. Why don't we do the other Metroid 2 remake that uh, Mercury Steam gave us from Samus Returns? Okay. Two Mercury Steam titles back to back. <laughs> there you go. So before we before we went live with the podcast, Doom and I were chatting and, and we were kind of saying like, so, you know, while some games have very distinct final areas, like the impact creator, like Torian, et cetera, et cetera. Some games don't necessarily have that. And, um, I feel like Samus returns is one of the games that does not necessarily have a super distinct final area. Uh, because of course, after you, after you defeat the Metroid queen, you do your, you know, you can make your escape, but you can also go back and you can do, you can get like the hundred percent of the game, et cetera, et cetera, um, which I guess is true of also of Hanubia, which we just talked about. But you know, we we also threw Iteration there, which is basically like a point of no return. So, so all that to say, 
is that the final area of Samus Returns is a little bit harder to define. But what I would define the final area as is the surface of SR388 after you've beaten the Metroid Queen. And you go up and the sky is like dark green and it, it looks very, very cool. Um, very cool. But you you essentially traverse up. I, I, I think that there's even an expansion along the way. And you have the baby Metroid with you, which is awesome. Shout out to the Baby Metroid, by the way, for doing so well in Summer of Metroid Madness Tournament. Uh, I was not expecting that. Baby but, Metroid really was the underdog pick. Like, yeah, also shout out places. to Samus for winning. Uh, I mean, I think Mr. Magoo could have seen that coming, but still. Um, so anyways, so you have the Baby Metroid with you. The sky looks awesome. The music is kind of creepy and intense. But the area itself is so small and so uh, minuscule that there's not really much to it and then of course you trigger the fight with uh with proteus ridley basically right away so i think that in terms of aesthetics and like the the cloud the clouds always really stick with me i think that that dark green cloud looks so awesome but there's not really a whole lot to this area um it, even calling it an area is kind of a stretch because it's like you've been here before but i also don't think that you can realistically say that like the queen's nest is the final area of this game either so I'm not really sure how I would rank this one. Uh, you could you could probably convince me here to. to I, I feel like I feel like you could combine the Queen's area with like those final rooms in the surface that you haven't visited as you're traversing back to your ship before okay. you actually get to that Ridley fight. I feel like those can all like be encompassed as one final area for me personally. Uh, okay, yeah, you could you could probably convince me of that. Yeah, yeah, even if it's not technically labeled as that on the map, because I yeah. feel like they work so well in tandem. And there's no, like, elevator connecting the two either. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is true. I, you know, I will say that I think the the nest area in Samus Returns, I actually think it might be the weakest of the three Metroid 2 games, in, in my personal opinion. And I think that the boss fight is also... I The boss fight is better than Metroid 2, but I think it's worse than AM2R. So I, I yeah, I don't know. that I'm, I'm not sure where I would rank this one. Where, what do you think here? This is one of my least favorite areas in all the Metroid games, so this one's going at the bottom of my current list. Uh, I'm going to be very real. Um, uh, back when we talked about in our definitive ranking episode of Samus Returns, I had some, let's say, some contentious opinions, perhaps, on some of my opinions of the game, even though I still very much enjoy it. It's a quality Metroid title that everyone should play. I do have some disagreements with the direction that Mercury's team took this, and I think that this final area that we're conglomerating is kind of a really good focal point on some of my problems with Mercury's team's interpretation and in that, you know, one thing I love about Metroid 2 is kind of how as you progress further through the game, there's less and less enemies that's telling the story of how the Metroids are, you know, kind of like the apex predator of SR388. Mm -hmm. Whether that was intentional or not, or whether this was just a result of the Game Boy's limited hardware, not really unsure, but I think it's a really cool interpretation of that game, and I was hoping that Mercury Steam would go with that interpretation, kind of like what what AM2R did to an extent as well, but they didn't. And instead, there's just enemy after enemy after enemy. And they're not like hard enemies either. They're just kind of there. And it really, for me, it disrupts the flow. And it really kind of takes out about what makes Metroid 2 so special for me, what makes it stand out amongst all of the other Metroid games. And it's all in that final area where it's the it's at its most important for that to not happen. And so I'm just oh, I'm just overall just not a fan of this area in general, with the exception with the exception of 
that sick Torian uh, arrangement. That is that's what that is. Uh, we talked about this with Lacey, but that's my favorite of the um, of the Torian arrangements personally. But hmm. that aside, I'm I'm not a fan of Asaria personally. Fair enough. I, I mean, I I don't know if I could sit here and say that I think that it's worse than uh, Obliette, but I I can't say that it would be very high on my final list either. Um, so I, I'll tell you why. I, I'm willing to rank this beneath uh, Obliette for some future considerations. How about that? I think that's fair, yeah. Uh, okay, so we got our list so far. Touring is still number one. Uh, Hanubia and Iterash is number two, Obliette is number three, and the surface of SR388 from Samus Returns is number four. So I guess it's my turn to to pick what we're doing here. And, uh, let's, you know, a lot of these I have, like, very distinct, weird feelings on, and I think I want to pick another one that I have a distinct, weird feeling on, and that is the Sky Temple from Metroid Prime 2. Because on one hand, the, like, this is another area that's it's very small... There's not a whole lot to it, but just by virtue of getting there, I think that it does feel like very rewarding and very cool. Um, because of course you've had to go through and, and get all the Sky Temple keys, which is like a massive pain in the ass throughout the game. Probably the worst part of Metro Prime 2, actually. So when you finally accomplish that and you get there, it's just like, yes, this is awesome. Um, the area itself, I think that the music is like, it's okay. Um, but the aesthetic of it, I think is very cool. It's like this creepy, corrupted version of the, you know, the, the temple that you've been going to for, for the whole game, like the temple grounds. Um, and it's got like, you know, one of the things I feel about Metroid Prime 2 that holds it back a little bit for me, just in terms of like what I like in a Metroid game is like when you go to the dark world, um, it all kind of feels the same, no matter if you're in the Torvus Bog, no matter if you're in the Ing Hive, no matter if you're in, you know, the Aegon Waste, whatever. And I feel like, unfortunately, the Sky Temple kind of has that same thing going on, where it, it looks like it could be, you know, in a room out of any of those areas that I just mentioned in the game. It's kind of got, like, the same dark, purple aesthetic to it that uh, doesn't really make it stand out to me, which I think is, like, a fairly important thing in, in a final area um which which brings it down a little bit for me um but i guess like if you if you want to include the escape sequence there that also kind of brings it up a little bit for me because i think that's one of the best escape sequences in the series just because like there's actual stakes and it's intense and it's like you got uh, you got another fight going on um and i guess technically speaking the the emperor ing isn't the final boss so you can include that fight in there as well which is a cool fight so, I, again, I, I feel like I'm conflicted on this, because I feel like there's a lot of things I like, there's a lot of things I don't like, and I'm not really sure. I Again, I feel like I could be swayed one way or the other here about where to put this. So, wh what do you think, Doom? Where, as our list currently stands right now, where is it going? Well, first off, before we go into that, I think uh, that's another definitive ranking uh, we could do is uh, a definitive ranking of escape sequences. I think that's just ripe for a good episode in the future. Um, but... You know, going back on topic, um, if we're if we're solely talking about the Sky Temple as a final area, I think it's fairly weak. But I also, in the context of Metroid Prime Two, I don't think Metroid Prime Two really needed like a big final area as well. I feel like that Emperor Ing fight that is like the big showcase, that is the reward for, and I and I almost feel like that Sky Temple 
key hunt that kind of acts as like a final area of sorts if that makes sense as well and considering again with echoes and you know the dark light world trapping because of all the you know you're essentially doubling the amount of areas because of that alone i don't think that you know again that the game really needed a final area and there's actually there's actually some really cool artistic direction as well so typically what the game will do um is, is it'll do a pretty fairly copied version of the room from the light world but you know it has you know the dark world aesthetic to it maybe some things are rearranged however once you get to the sky temple the rooms are actually flipped upside down so when you so after you go into the teleporter it's actually an upside down version of that light controller room that Yumas is in in the light world it's a really cool aesthetic change it's very subtle i'm not sure if most people would catch on to it but um, and then uh, the the place where you screw attack, that's an upside down version of where you take that elevator um, right. to go to that room too. And so, um, yeah, very very small subtle changes, but ones uh, ones that I really appreciate nonetheless. I think it's a cool attention to detail there. But um, but again, that's just in the context of Metroid Prime Two, and I think for that game it works perfectly. However, we are ranking final areas, and as a final area, it's. You know, it's really not much. It's, yeah. And so I'm probably going to rank this somewhere. I'm, I'm probably going to rank it above Samus Returns, but below Oubliette for me personally. Okay. I, I think I was going to rank it. Um, I think I was going to rank it below Hanubia, but above uh, Oubliette, which I, I think... I, I think let's call it even. Let's do that because I, I don't think that I could in good conscience rank this worse than Metroid Prime Hunters. Um, so now now we're even. Now we're now we're back to square one. So the new negotiations can begin. Um, so we've got Torian at number one, Hanubia at number two, Sky Temple at number three, Obliette at number four, and the nest slash surface area of SR388 uh, at dead last, which I'm surprised at actually. Um, Okay, so that was my pick. I had conflicting feelings. Doom, what do you you give us your pick and uh, let, let's see let's see you start off here. Let's talk about your favorite Metroid title of all time, Super Metroid Torian. Yeah. Okay, I'm down. Uh, well, I, I want I want you to go first because I have a lot of thoughts on this one. So you you take us for the lead, and I'll I'll come in uh, behind and, and clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up. Absolutely. Um, I feel like there's really not much in terms of the area itself to offer that, you know, couldn't already be said in any asteroid. I'd say it's a little easier just based on, you know, you know how much more accessible Super's movement is compared to any asteroid, but it still has a lot of those same themes going on. Yeah. Uh, you have the new arrangement of the Torian theme from any asteroid, uh, one, of those, uh, one of those few recurring themes from the original game, which I think is a pretty cool reference there. Um, but of course, you know, you also have, um, one of the most important story segments in mm -hmm. the entire series, let alone Super Metroid itself with the baby Metroid. Now the Super Metroid, you know, recognizing Samus and, yeah. you know, without, without a single word of dialogue spoken, bringing a tear to my eye every time I see that play out. It's such, I, I still don't know how they managed to pull that off in that era. And you know, I don't, I don't know if we can count that as part of ranking the area or not. Since oh, it's of kind course. of irrelevant. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I think. I mean, it happens in the final area. It's a big story development that's tied to the area. I, I think like that's crucial to ranking Torian from Super Metroid for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know, Metroid isn't really known for being a story-heavy series. It's more hmm. more of a lore-heavy series. But this is like one of those. Again, it's such a small story development that has such a huge impact. And yeah, I think I I feel like if we're gonna rank it that alone, I feel like that alone puts this area on quite a bit of a higher pedestal than it would uh, normally for me. So yeah, um, uh, I agree. Like, I think I. I th oh, sorry. Go on. I was just gonna say, like, I I think if you're looking at this final area, it really has it all because it's it's kind of a a more fleshed out version of the NES Troid version of Torian. Well, and while it's not quite as cold and and dark and steely, um, it's still fairly like it, it definitely has that element of danger in it because you have Metroids swarming at you from all over the place. Um, you definitely do have to proceed with caution. And you you do get to the point where you have that incredible Super Metroid interaction where it's like, you know, that's a big part of the story and it and it pays off the story from earlier in the game. That pays off later in the final boss fight. It's a it's a very touching moment when the Metroid realizes who you are. Um, you know, it's not it's longer than Nestroid, but it's not too long, and you do have the the same kind of uh, area in in the final stages before Mother Brain, where you've got the the Rinkas and the turrets and the Zebatites and everything's going crazy, and uh, you know I like I th I think that this area has it all actually. Um, I would be yeah, inclined think, to rank it I think on our list as it stands. It's number one. Yeah, it's going at the top of my list for sure. Yeah, um, for what we have so far at least. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to end there, but I mean like, I mean really like when we listed our criteria, you kind of go down and like check. Check, check check like this area checks a lot of those boxes um and that's taking out the final boss fight which i think is uh something that a lot of other areas like don't necessarily do all that but you know what let's let's go to another area that uh that i want to talk about and that's kind of an example of what i mean and this is another heavy hitter so are you ready for this let's talk about the let's impact go. creator for metroid prime mm. so this is an this is an area that uh really is it's really only one room, like on like it's it's one big room. I guess there's a couple rooms before it, but like really and truly, there, there's only one room, and it's designed to get you up to Metroid Prime. So I feel like the Metroid Prime fight is an integral area or an integral part, sorry, to this area, um, which is kind of like a, a strength of Torian and Super Metroid is that like you can have the area but completely separate it almost from the final boss fight. I feel like, um, but anyways, I mean, talking about the impact creator. That being said. It is only one room, but it's a hell of a room. It's like, uh, it it feels like it's, and I mean it is. It's a ginormous area that requires a lot of the player, so a lot of very precise platforming. Um, and I think I speak for everybody that's ever played Metroid Prime in the history of Metroid Prime. We're like, God damn those fission Metroids. God. Thank God for the power bombs in this area. Oh, no they are kidding. lifesavers. <laughs> oh my God, these things are dreadful, dreadful. Like, and so for any for anybody that doesn't know or maybe doesn't remember, the Fission Metroids are Metroids that pop out, and uh, you have to use. They, you're not like regular Metroids. You can't just freeze them, missile them, and then they're done. No, you have to hit them with uh, one or two charge shots, and then they will split into two separate metroids that are color coded to let you know which beam you got to use to get rid of them and these little bastards are everywhere and you're trying to jump on like these very small platforms as you're going up throughout this ginormous room in the impact crater it's just like Argh! so uh yeah 
they are the worst. But I mean, no, no, this area is awesome. It has like a the the aesthetic is very cool. It looks corrupted. It looks uh, the way it really strikes like the the red that's everywhere, like the pulsating blood red um, that that is you know permeating throughout the area. It looks very cool. I actually I don't remember the music off the top of my head, but uh, I feel like it it's fine. I wouldn't say it's like a like I I remember the Torian theme like. Like, no, tomorrow. But um, I can't say that I remember this one, just thinking of it right now. But uh, it's not a bad theme by any means. But, you know, I, I don't think that it can rank, like, at... I, I think it could be in, like, an upper echelon. I don't think it could challenge for, like, the top spot, necessarily, because there's not that much to it. But I, I, I do think that it's, like, definitely a, a really solid final area that has the tone, it has the danger, it has the enemies. So I, I think that, for me, it's, like, an upper echelon area. I don't know. What do you think, dude? I love this area so much, despite how small it is. And I think that says a lot of just how cool it is, despite the fact that it's literally only four rooms in total. You have the room you spawn in, you have a hallway that connects to the big, the the, the Tower of Pain, as I like to call it. It's Actually, no, technically five, technically five rooms if it's you the, the the missile recharge station. Or, yeah, missile. Yeah, and then you have the, uh, the spider ball tracks that lead to the prime fight. But yeah, um... Can I talk about the music for a moment? Because I love this theme so much. It's not, it's not a, it's not a melodic theme at all. But again, to me, like this is like quintessential Metroid music. This is like, this is again the ben, the blending of the diegetic and the non-diegetic interpretations into one cohesive track that makes it hard to tell which is which. You know, you have, you know, you have percussion beats that are created from synths that sound like Geiger counters from. Uh, you know the or the the organic pads that um, uh, comprise the title theme. They reappear yeah. in this again, and it all comes together so beautifully. I, I you know love what? this area so much. I, I quickly, I felt like I was doing a little bit of a disservice, so I quickly just YouTube the theme again. It is very like, it's not a theme. You're right, but it's like very unsettling sounds, like a like you're growling or something like that. It's it's it has that sense of danger for sure. Yeah, danger, corruption, chaos, like everything about it um, seems off. Um, I, you know, you mentioned, you know, the, the red phase on aesthetic. I'm actually really disappointed this never returned in a future prime because I loved that concept of like phase on radiating so high that even your phase on suit, uh, the one thing that you've been, re- that you uh, can rely to protect on you, even that can't save you from this kind of corruption. I thought, I thought at least it would return in a, well, another area we'll talk about later, but. Nonetheless, uh, I really love it how it's utilized in this area, and uh, yeah, I I think I'm gonna rank this as my number two choice so far. I I really just love this area. I think that one room alone, the Tower of Pain, just makes so right. much of an impact. I was thinking that it was either be, gonna be number two or number three, and I I I think that I can say. I'm fine with number two because if if we have both Torians like at one and two, I do feel like Super Metroid is kind of like an upgraded version of the NES version. So uh, at least Impact Crater, it does have that incredible room, the enemies, the music. So I, I think I could be okay ranking it at number two as well. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's good. That's a good spot for it. So. There we go. I will say that I think that there's a giant divide between number three and number four on our list as it currently stands. So we've got Torian from Super Metroid, number one, then Impact Crater, then Torian from Nestroid. And I think that there's a big gap between the rest of them because then you've got Hanubia, the Sky Temple, Obliette, and the surface of SR388. 
So yeah. All right, my man, it's your pick. What do you got for us? Well, uh, we've done two of the mainline prime entries so far. Let's finish it off with with some corruption. Dude, some, okay. Uh, some good old phase. So I have, um, I have to admit something to you. Um, in my ranking, so I, like I said, we kind of did this similar gimmick over on the Zelda cast. And we did the same thing where Allison and I were both kind of picking at random. But I do have to admit that I purposely did not pick the one that I thought could be a contender for number one until last. So I'm I'm glad you picked it because I wouldn't have picked it until last. Because I think that this could be a contender for number one. Oh man, I think we might be in agreement. This is my favorite area straight up. I love this place, man. <laughs> okay, okay. I love FaZe. Everything, everything that I just said about the impact crater is amplified to like... 20 in this in this area again with the exception of the red phase on which i really wish reappeared in this area i think yeah. that would have been a really cool way to like once again bring everything back home but you have you have so much other stuff going on not only is the area um significantly bigger you have a lot of enemies and i think this is one of those instances where having a ton of enemies in the final area actually makes sense given the context of the game mm -hmm. but you know um you also have tons of lore lore stuff including like um deceased carcasses from other metroid primes that evolved on the planet right before the final area like there's so much going on in this area um the phase thing much like the impact crater it's you know not very melodic but you know again it's bridging those diegetic and non-diegetic realities together and yeah i think this area is just a work of art and i think i think by the end of this this is going to be my number one definitively for sure it's a, it's a contender, absolutely. Like, there's, uh, again, if you go down the list of everything that we were talking about, I think that it almost checks every box because it's got the unique, cool enemies that are that are there um, and the, the phase-on corrupted versions of these enemies. It's got a creepy, brooding theme that, you know, much like a lot of these final themes, isn't like, isn't like a piece of music so much as it's just like this kind of ominous collection of sounds um the aesthetic is so awesome like it's got i mean i think that phase on looks pretty cool just in and of itself it's like this bioluminescent like glowing uh blue dangerous looking substance and and i think that what really brings it home though is like the the story behind it and much like super metroid this has like a way of conveying a story without really conveying like a whole lot, but it's just that it's the culmination of this entire Metroid Prime arc. You're there, you know that this stuff around you is killing you, and that that throughout this game specifically, you have uh you know you've had to eject all this extra phase on out of your body lest it consume you, and you're going literally into like the belly of the beast to to try and eradicate this once and for all. So I think that it has even more stakes than your average Metroid game has. Um so yeah, I, I, like if you go down this list, it really does check almost every single box. Um, so I, I think this, I, I don't know, this would be a contender. If it's not number one, it's number two for me. Um, because I actually, I, I actually want to go more into um, those stakes that you mentioned because sure. you know, corruption, um, probably my least favorite of the trilogy, despite how much I love this game, probably my least favorite of the trilogy. And um, I'm really not a fan of how the hyper mode is implemented in the game until this final area this is where i think that hyper mode concept is really like fully fulfilled and you really start to feel the stakes of of the hyper mode where you are at your absolute most powerful but you're also on a clock it fe it genuinely feels like a one-way trip 
mm-hmm. when you when you land on phase. And there's even a really cool detail after you eject on you know all those phase on tanks and you know you know your meter starts going up. If you actually go back and rescan your ship, it'll actually give you a lore entry that says that you're sh- you are so corrupted at this point that your ship doesn't even recognize you as Samus Aaron. And it's such a cool creepy detail to show just how just to show how far you've gone and it's basically yeah. like nope you're either you you got to do this now it's either this or you're done and you're in it for the long haul now there's no going back and i just think that's such a cool detail and then there's also other cool stuff in the area like um i love there's this one part where you fall down this really long shaft and this really creepy hr geiger-esque character catches you and you have to blast it um, before it eats you, before so you can fall down the um, the shaft even more. Just uh, lots of cool sequences like that. So yeah, the you more know, I, I talk about this, I'm very convinced this is going to be my number one. For I, sure. I was going to say, you know, I I feel like Super Metroid rightly gets a lot of love in many many different areas, and I don't know that Corruption gets the same. I know that Corruption doesn't get the same amount of love. So maybe on our list today, we can. I think that they're like one A and one B. Like they're they're on the same level for me, but I think that for the purpose of our list and Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, maybe we can have it at number one. How about that? I think that's I think that's a fair uh, fair premise. Okay, well what's not going to be at number one is our next entry, and that's the BSL main deck for Metroid Fusion. And Metroid Fusion is another game that unfortunately suffers a little bit from not really having a final area per se. Um, when... The, like, and that's not to say that the final stretch of this game is is bad by any means, because I do think that when you go and you, know, you get back up to the operations deck and you fight the SAX and you have to make your escape, that's actually a pretty cool sequence. But as a final area, it's, it's quite lacking, because, I mean, you've been there multiple times before. There's nothing really different about it. The music doesn't really elevate it by any means. Um, and the story does give you some stakes to go back to that area. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, you know, I'll give points for that. But it doesn't really, it doesn't really do it for me. Um, I, you know, I think that even if it would have been something as simple as like the lights went out on the BSL or like there was like auxiliary power flashing lights or like something to kind of give it a little bit more of a visual pop to signify that like this is the end of the game. I think that would have went uh, a little ways, but I don't know. I don't know that uh, as it currently stands in the criteria that you and I are ranking these final areas in that I can rank this much higher than a lot of the entries on our list. I would probably put it personally below Sky Temple and above Obliette. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I kind of look at this kind of similarly how I viewed Sky Temple. I think in the context of Fusion, I think it's fine, but I think to a lesser extent than Sky Temple. But um, but yeah, in terms of like ranking the final final areas, like... I mean, what is there to rank really? It's um, there's yeah. really only like one. There's one small room technically that you haven't really visited at this point, um, which is just the little control panel that activates the self-destruct sequence. It's really, yeah. it's really not. It's not so much ranking the final area as it is ranking the final series of events in the. Yeah, so I think it's pretty low. I think I think I'll, you know, I think as a final area, I think I might actually rank this below Samus Returns as a final area, even though I like the sequence better than Samus Returns just on the premise of final area. I think this might be at the bottom of my list. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I can't argue that. You know, when you're looking at Samus Returns, the surface of 3R88, you've already been there. It's a short circumference, like it's a short trip. 
yeah, I, I guess I wasn't prepared to rank it dead last, but uh, I also I'm not prepared to rank it very high, so I'm not I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, yeah, okay. because unlike well, I was just going to say because unlike Sky Temple, whereas as a final area it leaves a lot to be desired, I still think in the context of that game it's flawless. I think I think it does what it needs to do in that game. Fusion, I think there could have been more done with this sequence even still. And that's why I'm kind of ranking yeah. it a little bit lower here. Um, oh, well, that's fair enough. Okay, so we've got three areas left. Four if we want to slip AM2R into here really quick. Uh, so take us away. Where are we going next? Um, Let's talk about Zero Mission. Okay. And actually, before we talk about the final, final area, technically Torian is not the final area in this game, but there, I still want to talk about a little bit of this because... One thing that Zero Mission does in Torian, even though the area I think is the easiest of all the Torian areas, I love the atmosphere and tone of this, and I especially love how the uh, the Metroids will literally fade into an existence. I love the cutscene that plays as you go down the elevator, and just I I, I love how that whole thing cutscenes in this game are so wanted. awesome. So yeah, high. it's like I said, I just so finished cool. a Metroid Zero Mission ROM hack yesterday, and like the cutscenes are so wicked. It was such I was I was charmed watching them. Yeah, I I absolutely love it, but. Um, obviously, that's not the actual final area in this game. That goes to Chozodia uh, slash the uh, the pirate ship. And um, overall, I think this might be in the middle of my list. I'm, yeah, I agree. This yeah. is a this is a very mid mid tier area. Um, if we're talking about ex escape sequences, very different story. But that, mm -hmm. that's for another that's for another date later. But as the area itself, um, um, I think the. Um, I, I love the introduction of the final area. The the introduction, the stealth sequence, is top tier. Um, I know you're not a fan of the uh, the Brinstar arrangement that plays throughout throughout the game, and mm. while I don't mind it, I also wish that it was something a little bit different instead of Brinstar. I think you could have had a more positive, yeah. uplifting theme for it, but but again, well, I, I actually think it. it's too positive and uplifting. Like it's too bombastic. I think for what maybe i was expecting at this at this point of the game like i actually think that the song is fine it's just feels like it's played in the wrong area you know or it's like, like played it plays too long it plays its hand too early maybe yeah yeah uh yeah i agree there this is like dead smack in the middle for me chozodi is such like a ginormous area that in my own headcanon i kind of have like in my thoughts i'm like okay like the the final area starts after you beat the chozo test and get your suit and then you can you know do the rest of the game that way um, because I think that Chozodia, the area, the stealth sequence area is really cool. I love that gimmick and I know some people don't, but I really do. I, I really love that it brought something different to the Metroid gameplay. But I think that once you get the suit, the bombastic track keeps playing. Uh, yes, you can explore like some different parts of, of the area and like there's a lot of really cool expansions that you can get. But in our current criteria as a final area, I feel like it's very mid-tier. I'm looking at our list and I think I would... I would I would put it below Metroid Dread. Um, I could be convinced to put it below Metroid Prime Two, but that that's kind of the the areas that I'm looking at putting Chozodia in. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to put it too. Right in between, right in between Iterash and Prime Two. I think that's okay. a, yeah. a good placement for that. Um, okay, well that that is where uh, Chozodia will stay. What? One thing I'll also say, I don't like the color scheme of the um, of the pirate ship. It's like there's a lot of bright pinks and purples and uh, magentas, and it just it feels very not space pirate. You know what I mean? It it feels. I feel like they should have gone with a different color palette for that area. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I guess 
I guess, like, I can see where maybe they wanted to add a little sizzle to, like, uh, like you can only have so many ships in, in a Metroid game, like, they, they before they kind of start looking the same. But, I mean, I guess, like, when you're thinking about that, too, like, you have Norfair, you have Brinstar, you have uh, Criteria in this game, which are, like, visually distinct from each other. So, I guess they probably could have toned it down just a little bit, because, yeah, I guess now that I think about it thematically, I don't know many space pirates that might have... Oh, I don't know. Maybe they do. Who knows? Um... Okay, so I we mean, only canonically, got... Canonically, there are purple space pirates, so... Yeah, I, I mean, hey, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a thing. I don't know. All right. So we got... You know, I was going to say we should do the bottle ship, but since we might slide AM2R into here, maybe we should do the Queen's Lair from Metroid 2. And I think this is a middle one, but maybe upper middle for me, because I do think that... There are some good things about it. There are some limitations that don't that that stop it from reaching its full potential. How about that? Um, yeah, I think that the area, just as a byproduct of the system that it was released on, the time when it was released, the area doesn't have much distinct visual pop to it. It looks like, I mean, it looks like the rest of the game, right? Um, the sprite work for the Queen Metroid is awesome, and I'm giving a little bit of leeway to that because I think that uh, you know that's important. But I don't know. Like AM2R has, should we just rank the genetics? Let's just, let's just make sure, let's definitely rank that next because we mm-hmm. we should talk about that. But I feel like in AM2R, the genetics laboratory, which is the final area of that game, like the nest, um, has a very distinct like color palette, and the music is very distinct, and and it just kind of has like a little bit of a more like you, once you go from area eight to or once you go from area seven to area eight it feels like you're in the, the last area of the game, whereas this one kind of feels like it's just like a culmination of the rest of the game. And again, that's that's probably a lot of it is due to, you know, the system and the limitations and stuff like that. But I also feel like I can't really ignore it. Um, the music is awesome. We'll say that. Music is definitely awesome. And the the Queen boss boss music is awesome too. Um, so I think, I think I would be inclined to rank this one under Torian from NES. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the upper half of the list. It still kind of got that palpable sense of danger and atmosphere, but it doesn't, it's not distinguished enough from the rest of the game where I think it's going to challenge like our upper echelon entries. I think I'm going to rake this one just below um, Chozodia, maybe, maybe equal to Chozodia, but I I think it's going to be, it's going to be about in that tier. I think from a gameplay sense, Chozodia, I think, I think from gameplay, Chozodia wins that out, but from atmosphere, I think Metroid 2 wins that out because I love the atmosphere of this area, but again, you know, some of the art direction, you know, just because of that, those Game Boy limitations, yeah. you know, it was like an amalgamation. It doesn't let's, really let's offer split a the lot difference. of identity. Let's put it in between Dread and Zero Mission. Let's split the difference I think that's there. fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, if I can do like a, a two for one pick here, um, I, I want to transition to the Genetics Laboratory from AM2R because I think that that was the realization of the intention behind this area. And I... I rank this like really high, like really yeah. high, like number three. This area is awesome. This area is so awesome. It feels incredibly dangerous. It feel the music is so creepy. Like the oh, it's so it's so good. Um, there's story that's involved as well, which to be fair is also involved in the original, but it's just it's so much better here. Where like your Metroid counter goes from one, and then all of a sudden it's ballooning up, and you're like, oh my god, there's all of a sudden there's 10 metroids around me and they're the regular base metroids which is a really nice touch uh 
so yeah, I feel like that is, and it kind of has the same thing as Torian too, where like you can't go too, too fast and you can't go guns a blazing through it. The, the sense of danger that you get as you kind of creep closer and closer and closer to the Queen Metroid is so palpable. Um, I, I rank this like really high. I'm going to put it number three overall. And if you fought for it higher. It's also going to be my number three pick. No arguments here. Yeah, okay. this is going for me. It's going to be phase super Torian and then genetics lab. Yeah. I love this area so much. And also again, not what we're ranking, but that queen boss fight in AM2R that is in my top three boss battles of all time. That's awesome. What a satisfying fight that is, but that is again for another discussion. Um, yeah, I especially love um, I especially love the storytelling with um, some of the broken tanks near the end. It foreshadows mm. some of those some of those extra Metroids that go loose. You'll see a bunch of ones that are that are still in stasis, but you'll see other ones that are broken just a few rooms before that. It's such a cool little detail um, that they put in there. And yeah, I mean, again, uh, the new arrangements of that classic Metroid Two music. Uh, you mentioned kind of the the, the Metroid fight theme that. But um, I really love that first thing when you enter the dun 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 dun, and I love that uh, the kind of percussion that they added there that wasn't present in the uh, the original version. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very, it just feels very offbeat. Like a lot, the snare comes down on the ands instead of the one, two, three, and four, and it just, it just makes that theme just feel way more um, chaotic and uncertain um, than even the original um, one in the Game Boy. So yeah, nothing but positive things to say about yeah. this area. This is such a small minor thing that i'm not sure anybody cares about but me but like I, one thing i love am2r for is that it gives each area like a name and it gives it like with a name i feel like comes a little bit of a personality and like i think that that is lacking in metroid 2 and in samus returns so like you know you can go very distinctly through and you're like okay this is the tower this is the golden temple this is the distribution center this is you know like Everything has like a name and a theme and an identity to it. And I think that that also helps propel this to like a, a lot higher than Samus Returns. It's actually ironic because like we have Samus Returns almost down near at the bottom and we have AM2R at the top and it's basically the same game. So it is funny how that works, but I, I do think that this is an area where the sense of, of danger and of mystery and uh, I think everything just really works for, for this final area. So, um, yeah, okay. We got it in number three, and we have one more to rank before we call it quits here. Technically, this is your pick, so I'll let you go ahead with the last final area that we're going to do. And I'm curious to see where you're going to rank it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have picked Prime 3. Uh, it, feel, it feels like a crime that we're uh, ranking the Metroid Other M... Uh, what 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 do you even call this area? I don't uh, know. The final, the final secret lab. Um... Yeah, like the final secret area. So as we were talking about with with fusion with Samus returns, this is an area that does not have a defined final area, which is too bad. Um, even like the base game, if you're not considering the Fantoon fight like to be the true ending of this game, even that it does not have like a final area that you need to go to. It's just so kind of the bottle ship. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of counting like before the Fantoon fight that secret part of the um, the area yeah. where you go through like where you go through like the Mother Brain Rinkas, which I'll admit that that's like that's a cool touch there, a little a cool bit of fan service there. Um, the Queen Metroid fight not as cool as AM2R's fight, but still kind of cool. Should have 
should have done the uh, should have done the original theme, just like the Sam's Return should have done the original theme. But yeah, um, but even that, like, that's not the ending of the game. The ending of, of Other M is that is that weird <laughs> cutscene where like you have all these Federation soldiers and you, it's like this weird like you take control of Sam's for two seconds and you pop MB in the head. It's so unsatisfying and anticlimactic. Yeah. Everyone talks about how, like, um, using the grapple beam on the Queen Metroid, that was, like, the part that threw them off. But the part that threw me off was that cutscene. I was, I could not figure out what I was supposed to do there mm-hmm. for yeah. so long. And then I just kind of got lucky, and I was like, that's it? Really? Okay. Uh, so, so, I, so, I mean, the good thing about that, like, what I would define as the final area of Metroid Other M is, like, after you go back and you're like, I'm going to get Adam's helmet. Basically, everything that transpires after that is, is what I guess you could say is the final area because you do have access to a couple rooms um, that I think you need the power bombs to gain access to that will allow you to go in and get to the area where Fantoon is. And that's a, that's a great boss fight. But in separating that boss fight from the actual area, it's like, this has nothing. I mean, it's got nothing. It's the same bottle ship that you've been traversing. Uh, you know, you could copy and paste everything that we said about uh, the BSL station and say that about the bottle ship. And I think for me, it's a... Uh, it's a race to see which which one is last, unfortunately. May as well call the bottle ship the bottom ship, because it's going to the is bottom. Is it going at the bottom for you? It's going, it's sinking down. It's yeah, sinking so, down. It is It is not oil. It is not rising. It is going down. I, I think that I was prepared to rank it second last. If only because, as we said with Super Metroid, that game gets a lot of praise, and we wanted to give a game that doesn't, in Metroid Prime Corruption, a lot of praise. And I feel like Other M already gets a lot of dung slung at it and i i think that the difference but the difference is when we're ranked when we're talking about prime three like phase absolutely deserves it i think like that is a killer final area like this i mean this this is like killer a, for a different we, reason <laughs> if we if we rank this not in last it would be the equivalent of giving other m a participation trophy and that almost feels more insulting than just being honest uh well i actually yeah, like i think that bsl and bottle ship are like neck and neck for bad final areas i would say at least bsl has satisfying story elements to that whereas other m i cannot (laughs) definitely cannot say the same Uh, well i mean you are there to to get adam's helmet which i guess is a sentimental piece of you know memorabilia i I guess this is also i guess this is also a different way because you're you're ranking the the final you're you're ranking the post-game sequence whereas i'm ranking the final main game sequence of that area so I guess that's another way. Well, I, I mean, I think yeah. if you're ranking the main game, then yeah, it's there's it's not even an area; it's just like a, a different part of the ship. And and you know, I I do feel like the bottle ship does have some like fairly distinct air, like the pyrosphere and like I, I just I keep on coming back to like Sector Zero should have been it, right? Like it should have been that area of the game where it's like, wow, this is this is like really cool. Like this is and it, and it just wasn't. Um, so I, I think under my own criteria, I I think I would put the secret area above the BSL because at least, I don't know if this counts or not, but like yeah, at least you have that escape sequence, which is kind of cool, and you do it in the, the Zero suit, which is not something that's been done before. Uh, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue for, you know, Metroid Other M's final escape. Like, we're talking about the two bottom tier sequences <laughs> or areas in the, in the series, so I mean... I don't know. I I what if you want to rank it last, let's go ahead and rank it last. That's fine. Down it goes. All right. Uh, okay. 
Well, this is our final list. Are you ready? Let's go. In last place, 12th, we have the Bottleship Secret Area from Metroid Other M. And just above that, in 11th place, we have the BSL Main Deck from Metroid Fusion. I feel like there is a gap from those two to the next the next one. So at number 10, we've got the Nest slash Surface Area of SR388 from Samus Returns. Number 9, we got Obliet, which I don't think I mispronounced once badly on this show. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, that's a win. Um, at number... Eight. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Oh my! I know what I, I I'm I'm wrong. I'm one off because we added the genetics laboratory. So this is actually at number nine. I'm sorry. So we got the bottle ship at number thirteen. BSL at twelve. We've got uh, the nest and surface area at eleven. We got Obliet at number ten, and we got the Sky Temple for Metro Prime Two at number nine. At number eight, we have Chozodia from Metro Zero Mission, and I feel like there is another gap in the list here from when we get to the next batch. Um, at number seven, we've got the Metroid Queen's Lair from Metroid 2. At number six, we've got Hanubia slash Iterash from Metroid Dread. I feel like there's another gap right there, kind of a sizable gap. Um, we've got number five, we've got Torian from Nestroid. We've got the Impact Crater from Metroid Prime 4, or from Metroid Prime 4, from Metroid <laughs> Prime coming in at number four. That'd be a cool, uh, that would be cool. Throwback. <laughs> yeah, that'd be badass. I'll take that. Uh, number three, we've got the Genetics Laboratory from AM2R. Number two, Torian from Super Metroid. And coming in at number one, it's got its day in the sun. We've got the Planet Phase from Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. I like this list. I think when we when I started this, like I said, I didn't put together my own list, but I had an idea that Torian and Phase would be really high. And I think it ended up in the right spots. I'm not going to lie. I'm just thinking about revisiting Impact Crater and Metroid Prime 4 now and how, like, that would be such a cool story sequence because <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily have to, like, tie phase onto it. But, like, what if, like, the remains of the Impact Crater, Samus has to, like, find something else that was there that maybe ties into Metroid Prime? I, I don't know. I think there's there's potential there. Yeah. I think that could be cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure whatever final area in Metroid Prime 4 we get is going to be awesome. My God, hopefully we get something for that game soon. Uh, but, yeah. That's uh, that's a fine looking list. I feel like we've put together here, Doom. Fine looking. Yeah, list. I really like, really like the way it turned out, and yeah. um, you know, I'm you know happy to see see that we agree on pretty much every one of our picks for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I, Usually, I think that there was a, a healthy give and take. There were only a few that you know we kind of peacefully negotiated on, but I think for yeah. I think for the most part, we definitely had the similar like this tier, this tier, this tier, and it was just ranging within. I think. Yeah, if, any, if anything, I feel like our biggest disagreement is on Oubliette, Oubliette, however it's supposed to be pronounced. The but, like, Oubliette. even then, but even then, because it's also on our lower tiers again, yeah. it's a very peaceful negotiation. Um, all right, well, we want to hear what you guys would uh, would rank your final areas in the Metroid series. Let us know. Uh, let us know over on Discord. Let us know over on Twitter. We would love to see what uh what you think is number one two three and the whole way down so uh make sure that you do that we are going to get out of here but of course we want you to check us out over on twitter i'm at omega metroid pod i'm at scateri 316 and doom is at doominal cross make sure that you're checking out omegametroid.com like i said at the top of the show we got tons of maps we've got tons of walkthroughs guides you name it it's there latest news original content all that good stuff make sure you check it out as well as check out our patreon page 
as I also mentioned, uh, we have a couple bonus shows that are going up, uh, you know, a, a couple times a month. Uh, we got the Spateri Show, and we got the ROM Hack Review Show that's going to be up right before you guys listen to this. So uh, if you feel like supporting the website, you got a few extra bucks that you want to part with, you get a lot of good stuff in return for that. Uh, so yeah, check that out. And um, that is going to do it for us. Of course, uh, you know, get the podcast wherever you get your pods. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, recommend, share, all that good stuff. And we will see you guys next week. Take care.